Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Real Rant, the place where we like to rant about the real stuff. My name is Brennan McGee, and sitting across from me, as always, is the illustrious sexy boy. Who are you, dude? Corey McEwen. Yeah, boy. We have a guest today. What? Yeah, dude. Where? Um, well, she's sitting between... Oh! She's in between both of us. Hey! Same situation as the Matt Herring mm-hmm. situation. She's next to me, mm-hmm. on my right, and she's to the left of you, and it is a girl, or at least we think. She's quite special to me. Well, we've known each other for quite a long time. Don't say anything yet. I'm introing you. Don't talk. She's trying not to talk. She's putting her hands up. Um, but I've known her for about 17 years. It's pretty great. Quite a good friend. Amazing gift giver, I will say. Corey, take notes, okay? Because Christmas is coming up. It is. And she may drop some sick beats about them Christmas gift buying for the good old Brendan McGeester. Do you, is that is that what your new album is going to be about? Well, you can't ask her a question right now because she hasn't been introed yet. Corey looked at her. I'm just testing to... her. <laughs> You're on the hot seat right now. <laughs> so, we'll get to why she's important to the podcast after we intro her. But uh, why don't you speak up, little mouse? Hi. <laughs> um, who are you, dude? Uh, my name's Emily Mead. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, I've said that I've known you for 17 years. Yeah. But uh, I've only known you for like 15 because you stalked me for a long time. Oh my god. No, I'm kidding. That's <laughs> really creepy. <laughs> I'm we're, kidding. We're cutting that. And plus, I don't think stalking really counts if you're like fucking seven. So, no. And it also doesn't count if they don't know that you're stalking them. Oh, yeah. if you're yeah. just a So how the stalker. fuck did you find out that I stalked you? I'm, it was a joke. <laughs> I've oh. known you for 17 years. Okay, good. Okay, he got, he got real was, freaked out. I was real scared. Oh, I, God. Um, oh, so maybe he did stalk <laughs> Yeah, this is kind of what I'm thinking now. I mean, I did have a crush on you when we were in middle school, or in elementary, elementary school. Elementary school. Yeah, yeah. Grade four. Grade four. We were in Mrs. Warbit's class. Yeah, that's uh, a Mrs. bad Warbit. class name. That I'm was, sorry, Mrs. Warbit's. Well, she was a mean person. Was she morbid by chance? She was terrible, actually. Yeah. She was quite a mean she individual. She didn't like you. Cause I don't know why she didn't like me. I think was was a, it was a split class, so were you? Was it, I was one of the six grade threes. I think threes. that was part of it, like because there like, were very few grade threes, and most of the class was in grade yeah. four. And I think it was just all of the grade threes she didn't like. So I don't think it was you specifically. It was really weird. But. I don't know. Everybody got like Mrs. Ferguson, like the supposed quote unquote cool teacher, oh, yeah. who just yelled a lot and then gave people mints, and that was like the whole thing. <laughs> I forgot about the mints. Everyone, everyone was like, she gives mints, and that's why she's cool. And I'm like, yeah, but she. <laughs> Kids also... are so easy. Just Ki- give them candy. Exactly. Like I, I legitimately didn't. I was, I was a smart kid when I was little. I was very manipulative, and, um, yeah. and so, <laughs> as Emily has now just and light footed apparently. <laughs> anyways moving on (laughs) so emily you're quite important to the podcast thank you one might say um and it is quite scary that we haven't actually had you on yet um no i'm gonna get you yeah (laughs) but we have had you on before but it it was an episode that we did for a practice i mean originally it wasn't gonna be a practice but then we ended up making it a practice Mm -hmm. the reason we're not gonna air it is just because it was not great. You gotta perfect the craft. Yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. great, but it was it was good. 
it was good. And we also didn't have a website up at the time, so we really didn't have any plugs or anything that we could kind of yeah. give to the viewers, or sorry, the viewers, the listeners, mm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. The Rantineers, that's what we're calling them. Oh, I love that. Yeah. They're kind of like, it's kind of like a cross between reindeer and antlers. The rant, no. Oh, I was thinking of like mountaineer. Oh, okay. You know, like. That's really cool. With like a or the three musketeers. Because we only oh, have three yeah. listeners. <gasps> <laughs> okay. Well, we do have a lot of listeners, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah. I had somebody come up to me the other day, or I was at work yesterday, and a friend of mine, who I'd kind of just suggested to, to him in passing, like, hey, man, like, here's our podcast. Like, if you want to have a listen, you know, you can. And uh, if you're interested, you can come on the show. Just give us a shout, and we can book you in a time. And he was like, yeah, 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 totally cool. And then, like, three weeks go by, and I see him every now and then at work. And three weeks go by, and he kind of... um he just goes, hey, man, I've been listening to your podcast. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, all right. Um, but now I kind of, like, mention it anywhere. I mention mm. the podcast pretty much anywhere. Shamelessly plugging it. Yeah, like, we were, at, we were out at the hair cutters yesterday. And oh, I was, my God, you're I was your hair plugging cut. it at the hair plug. <laughs> That's what you got to do. That's, you got it. You yeah. got to put your name out there, yeah, man. That's right. But as I was saying, yes, you're quite integral to the podcast creation. And would you like to say why? I did the art. You created the art mm-hmm, for the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for all those people out there that are looking for a Real Rant t-shirt, that that artwork is copyrighted to the Real Rant, but more specifically, Emily Mead. Oh. I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah, we, we loved, loved it. it. We loved it. Mm-hmm. I was... Because the greatest thing about it was the fact that I, I gave you a... I gave you kind of like a list of criteria that you needed to meet. Yeah, you gave me an idea and like... And then you ran with it. I said, I said yeah. something like... I don't know if the people out there have remember this, but in one of the Harry Potter movies, um, Ron Weasley gets a letter from his mom because she finds out about him stealing the car. I think it was the second one, it was Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, yeah. he gets the, the screecher or screamer or whatever it's called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the envelope turns into like a mouth with like a tongue and it like It like yaps yells at, at him. him. And I I wanted that kind of thing, but made with like a film reel, mm-hmm. essentially. So she showed up one day. And she was like, hey, I want to show you. Just out of the blue. In the middle well, of the night, hammering on the door. <laughs> I did it. I did the other. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, she showed up and she um, she pulled out her booklet and she said, or I knew what you wanted. I and this, tried that. And, and I, I tried didn't that. Like it. And she said, this is what I came up with. And it wasn't that great. Hopefully I can like, I've been too busy, but hopefully I can come up with a couple other Sort yeah, of it'd be kind of cool guys. to maybe put it on, uh, put some more stuff up on the website or something I have, like that. I have some ideas. She's got some ideas. Cool. So. She pointed to her head. That's where her brain is. That's cap, where the cap, ideas cap. come from. Is Hopefully. There. Although sometimes I would question where her ideas where come from. Where my ideas come from. One might say the shoulder. Okay. <laughs> 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 He's like, he, didn't, he didn't know where he was going with this. He was, didn't know where he was going. It was a really great power. I was going to say bum. <laughs> I was going to say bum, but she's too smart. To have things come out of uh, I do bum. not talk out of my bum. Thank I you do. Very much. That's yes. why I'm doing a podcast. Yes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay, so now you've been introed. Yeah. We're going to move on to other shit, if that's okay with you. Absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, okay. So we need to address a few things, don't we, Corey? Sure, I guess so. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what we're addressing, but Corey, let's do it. Corey just kind of showed up. But we're going to address a few things. Last week, we didn't have an episode. For those very few listeners out there that actually give a shit on our schedule period. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much for listening. We yes. do appreciate you Rantineers out there. Uh, I like to upload every Monday like morning right at the crack of 12 a.m. This week we didn't have an episode, 
the night we were meant to record and it was booked off for us to all sit down and record um i got really ill that day so i was very sick i had like the stomach flu like all day so um we couldn't get to it and also too i had a lot of homework i had to catch up on but yeah we filmed a movie that this week and um so i've got to edit that this weekend because it's due for submission on monday and then this podcast is due for submission on Monday as well. Oh my god. So I've got a lot of editing to do over Overlapping the weekend. Overlapping deadlines. That's yeah, crazy. but this is like spare time work, so mm. if I don't hand in a paper on time, I'm kind of screwed because I have no <laughs> real excuse other than the fact that like, hey, I, I have hobbies that I like to... You can't uh, say, sorry, Professor, I had to do, I had to edit the podcast. <laughs> no. Haven't you, have you heard of the podcast? Sorry, actually, we have a podcast. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> here's my business card. Bye. And then I like turn into a smoke ball or yeah. something. Like, <laughs> peace out. <laughs> um, but yes, aside from the absence last week, there are a few things we'd also like to address. Well, not Corey's parents specifically. Well, I think as you just said that, it was pretty specific. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, so um, Corey's parents are lovely people. They're amazing people. Mm-hmm. They both have very awesome accents. They had some notes that they gave Corey, mm-hmm. didn't they? They sure did. Uh, when you went over there for dinner a couple weeks ago. Yep. And I thought it'd be funny to kind of talk about them a little bit and maybe go over them. And if people have questions or if we do get an email at some point by some young fan. Hello, Mr. Brendan McGee. Hello, Corey McEwen. How old is this fan? I don't know, Super man. young. Five. Super young. We got to get those Jake Paul kids out here and listening to us. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's every day, bro. Dude, it's every day. It's every, every day. The struggle is real. Mm. But uh, there are a few things. Mm. And I thought for comedic purposes, we should uh, put them out on the table, lay them out, as you will, on a fine, fresh platter. <laughs> <laughs> um, first topic of conversation that Corey's mom and dad brought up was they didn't like the swearing. Well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Corey, why didn't they like the swearing? Oh. I, they're, I don't know. They're quote-unquote classy people. They are classy people. They are classy people. They still refer to me as the mayor. It's true. <laughs> From a play that we did back in high school. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So, I am the mayor. Um, I find that a lot of parents, when they call me the mayor, it's more because they forgot my name. <laughs> but I definitely think that your parents do it out of genuine... A gen- well, I don't know. Maybe my dad, dad not so much. I think, he, doesn't yeah. forget, he doesn't remember names well. I think your dad just forgets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but, you know. I think it's pretty normal for parents to not... Like, in person, maybe it's not so bad, but when your kid is putting something out to the world that like represents them... They they don't want you to swear. Yeah, like sure. like it doesn't. Like, well, because they're, and one of, one of my, especially my dad's points was takes away a certain level of professionalism. Yeah, that we could potentially have, which I do agree with him. Yeah, and that was something I wanted to say because I do agree with him a little bit. Sure, like, the yeah, swearing yeah. aspect. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, aside from the f bomb I just dropped, that was more for comedic purposes. But but um yeah no I I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and Corey and I have had a couple conversations about it too, and mm-hmm. um I mean I swear a lot. That's just who I am. I don't know if there's other people out there that have this, but I can automatically turn it on and off depending on where I am. It's solely based on environment, though. Mm -hmm. Like, in my own home, I swear all the time. But when I go to, like, say, over the summer, we, me and Carmen uh, went to a lot of her family members, and I didn't swear at all, I I think. I think that's pretty normal to be, like, people have pretty good, like, 
social awareness of mm-hmm. when it's appropriate to swear and when it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel you on that. Well, like, you know, your, your significant I mean, you and I other's sw- family is definitely one of those places you don't want to swear. No, exactly. Around. Exactly. <laughs> um, but so that was one. Mm-hmm. And then another one is they wanted us to shorten the intro. Because we talk too much about ourselves. Hmm. Which we had talked about before anyway. It's really kind of sad. A podcast that is solely based around Corey and I's, like, you know, lives and stuff. Uh, we're not allowed to talk about ourselves because people find it boring. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, your parents pretty much said to you, what? They, they were just like, yeah, like, the episode was about... Um, Lord of the Rings, and seventy five percent of it was about you guys. <laughs> well, like, like we don't care. We just yeah. want to hear about. You know. We already know how old you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were born at one point. Not we know you. Yeah, <laughs> we don't care. Which is which again makes sense. Sure, but at the same time, I think that part of the reason why we wanted to start this podcast is we felt like a little bit narcissistic enough to feel like our voices should be heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we're a couple of goofy guys that mm-hmm. uh, I think are warranted to have a microphone in front of our faces. Yeah. So screw you, Mom and Dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say screw you, Mom and Dad, because uh, I like your Mom and Dad, and also I can't say that to your Mom and Dad. <laughs> but I, I, I appreciate wholeheartedly um, the, the very sure. critical yeah. sure. feedback and the fact that they listened to the damn thing. They did, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It was quite funny. Yeah, and that was the other thing is like basically our Lord of the Rings episode. We might have to do a Lord of the Rings episode part two because mm-hmm. we were, I listened back to that episode like three times and after listening back to it three times I realized how little we actually talked about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, I think we say about three they, they or might four have had a point. We talked me. about we did like imitations of Sean Connery playing Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and Corey did a really good Smeagol. I did, yeah. yeah. Thank you. But with that, we're going to move into our next segment, and it's How You Doing? And we are going to shorten it a little bit, but uh, it's more about... It's more about just like kind of like getting a check up, see how we're all doing. Getting a check up. Yeah, yeah. So, Emily, you're the guest. Let's (gasps) ask you. How you doing, dude? I'm doing good. I had tortellini for supper tonight. (laughs) Nice. Emily's the tortellini queen. I love tortellini. Just cheese. Just cheese tortellini, okay? I love it. I've got bags of that shit in the freezer. So good. Yeah, man. Yep, it's Friday. I had cheese tortellini. I'm going Christmas shopping with my best friend tomorrow morning. Oh, Sammy's? Sammy. Yes, my Sammy. You should plug the podcast when you're over there. Okay, sure, I will. Yeah, where are you going shopping? Just just yell out realrant.com. <laughs> it's rent. It's well, rent-tastic. I mean, if you guys had cards for everything that I bought, I would trade them a real rent. <laughs> Here you mm-hmm. go, dude. That'd be. We should make some business cards. We should. How do you make business cards? I know how. Oh shit! From at work, like, oh. I, I can do templates and stuff. Oh sweet, dude. Do you want to make some business cards? Yeah. We call ourselves oh, the real God. ranters. I know. <laughs> That's so dope. Okay, let's or do it. get like an official one that says the co. On the website, it says like the, the co ranter. The co ranter. No, yeah. but it's like. But it also says the illustrious sexy boy. Mm-hmm. Official podcast. title. Yeah, yeah, the illustrious sexy boy. Okay, well, let's look into that. Uh, Anything that's happened this week that was notable for you? Not really. It was a very quiet week for me. I, I love a good week. quiet week. It was mm-hmm. good. I like it when it's chill. She did some really nice. cool hand I, I did the, like, you know, waves. The waves. Wow. But it was like a one wave. Yeah, a single wave. Together. A single wave. And it was... From the chest outwards. Yes. From Not the, from like the from, right to the left. From the booby Not holders the dance outwards. Move. Single chest move. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So, Corey. Yeah. How you doing, dude? Good. Yeah? Yeah, not too bad. But like you said before, we filmed that film. We had a really busy fucking week. Yeah. I mean, it was fun, though. Yeah. Like I said, like we haven't done a film in quite a long time. For those out there... Corey and I, I mean, I don't know if you maybe listen to all the podcasts yet, but Corey and I like to make movies mm-hmm. occasionally. We don't really release them for anything. It's more or less like, hey, Corey, I need you to act in this scene because I got a project due yeah. for class. <laughs> At least for the most recent ones. Actually, I guess all of them. Because yeah. even when we were in high school, it was for projects and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah. Yeah, we did that Clockwork Orange one. That, Corey, that was fun. Corey did, like, all out, like, went out and bought, like, full-on Clockwork Orange I outfit. remember walking home from work one night uh, like I was walking through the park, and there you two are in full <laughs> costume in the dark, what? shooting the Clockwork Orange. Do you not remember that? No, I don't remember that. You guys are just yeah, yeah like all that. the boys are there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And mm. you guys were just, and I was like, what is? Going I do not on? remember that. Oh, is that when you lived down the hill? Yeah, it's when I oh, lived okay. like close to you. Were we at the school or whatever? No, you guys were at like the. We park. were at the corner, right? Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. And Under, just, underneath the lamp. Well, yeah. just leaning there, I was like, holy smokes. Yeah, I know. That was, um... That was cool. That was a, a fun movie. Yes. And only one person saw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was my teacher, and she loved it. She gave me an A++. And that's all that matters. <gasps> right. um, but this one, I'm hoping we do really, really well. I'm mm-hmm. hoping to blow everybody else out of the water. Sure. I like to be that little sneaky guy who shows up to film classes and calls every theory that sometimes the professor brings up as bullshit. And ploy my own opinion in there and uh sometimes i get some negative feedback for me film before 1945 is all experimental everybody's just shooting everything that moves <laughs> um but uh anyways we got distracted yeah we got distracted how was the, how was the rest of your week Anything yeah Corey, how was the rest of your week <laughs> um yeah i mean i don't know nothing much happened yeah uh brennan uh, uh, yeah. This this past seven day period, how was it for you? I'm so tired. <laughs> um, did you sleep well last night? I did. I just didn't sleep long enough because mm. we watched the movie for this that we're going to talk about tonight, mm. and then I just went right to bed. I felt I've gotten to a routine now where I go to sleep listening to The Office because I figured I've watched it six times through now, so why not listen to it? <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's one of my favorite shows of all time. So, okay. Well, we've moved on from that segment, and I'm going to actually introduce maybe a new segment. Maybe we'll keep it, maybe we won't. I brought it up before, but I don't think anybody's actually really been able to talk about it, uh, because there wasn't anything at length that anyone wanted to mention. But seeing as that we are the real rant, the real part doesn't really just speak in regards to film, but it also talks about film and how it goes within the entertainment industry. I have... Two pieces of news, however they're old news now, (laughs) (laughs) because I made these notes for our episode that was supposed to air this week, but we didn't have an episode this week, Mm -hmm. so, but Ben Affleck is actually looking for a cool and interesting way to leave the Batman universe. Oh, yeah. So, we get him for one movie, he gets cranky and wants to leave. Mm-hmm. And then there's been rumor uh, from Matt Reeves, the guy who made the last two Planet of the Ape movies, but they're great films, so go ahead and watch them. But Matt Reeves is directing the next Batman film, solo Batman film. And Joe Manganello was actually supposed to play Deathstroke. I read an interview or two about him, and he said that he hasn't heard anything after the test footage, because there was film test footage for him playing that character, and there hasn't been anything out. But um, moving back to Ben Affleck, there. Matt Reeves, or there's been some rumors floating around that Jake Gyllenhaal's going to replace him. Yeah, I've heard that. So, I've heard that as well. So, 
your thoughts. I feel like this this cinematic universe has gotten to such a rocky start that I don't think the viewership back. would care if they swapped Ben Affleck out. Hmm. I think they could, at this point, get away with it. And maybe if Jake Gyllenhaal wants to do it, mm-hmm. we'd get a better movie than if Ben Affleck reluctantly did it. That's a good point. Yeah, I think I think the only reason why he actually did the movie was because um, Warner Brothers, there was a rumor that they were going to fund his next like four to three pictures. Right. And Live By Night was like one of them, and that mm. thing bombed. Oh. Yeah. It bombed Yeah, so hard. that didn't go well for him either. It was also a terrible film. <laughs> I think part of the problem is that like I don't think he'd be so mad if they would let him direct his Batman movie, the Bat single. He was because he was going to direct it, right? Yeah, but at the and same, and they wouldn't let him have the creative see that, freedom. That he see, wanted. that's the problem I think that Warner Brothers so. is 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 dealing with right now. Um, like Marvel has done it right. See, like by the time that Iron Man came out, Dark Knight had just come out, right? And so there was no actual DC universe yet. No. no. However, Marvel had already kind of put in place the plans to kind of start up phase one, phase two, phase three, you know? So we're moving into phase three now. There's been about, I think, 17 films in the yeah, since 2008. And almost all of them have been top-tier good films, relatively. Yeah. Now, Corey can disagree or whatever, but structure-wise, narrative-wise, they're actually quite good films, um, standing alone. But... I think the problem with the DC universe is the fact that they saw what Marvel was doing. The, the thing is, is like they're trying to control too much to control the market. Yeah. yeah. And they're trying. For example, uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. They're trying to essentially control to control the viewership. Yeah. Like DC films are the. It's it's a perfect example of how the studio system works, and what can really go wrong. Yeah. When um, a studio has too much control. Well, it's also just like they, it feels like they've been trying to catch up to Marvel. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. It Those feels like they've <laughs> been trying to catch up to Marvel instead of putting that out of their mind. Yeah. And making their own good movies. Like the and com- if that works out, then they can build off of it. But I feel like, I don't know what, you know, the boardroom executives are like, but I imagine it's, we need to get on that level now yeah. and it's not possible when you're competing with a, a universe that has so much more time and experience and quite honestly like talent planned out yeah story making over like you or, guys trying to throw even, stuff together as fast yeah. as even just like basic like charisma like yeah the, how the movies feel like i've only seen suicide squad and batman versus superman mm-hmm. but they're just like it, it, it there's no flavor to them yeah it, it's just kind of like like here's like watch this i get Whereas, what you're saying even though Corey's, I don't, Corey's, Corey's making hand mad gestures. hand gestures <laughs> but even though i don't really like superhero movies or the marvel movies every time i see them it's like there's a lot of character to them and you know it just seems a bit more kind of it's fun entertaining yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, just in general, I think studios right now are looking at the Marvel Cinematic Universe and they're seeing the success of it. Mm-hmm. And they're they're like, oh my god, we should do that. But then their problem is they pre-brand. 
a lot of studios are doing this thing where they're pre-branding things before anything is actually released. Yeah. So, like, for instance, there's the Dark Universe. <laughs> so. Which is done now, by the which way. Which is. Has it actually been I'm canceled? pretty sure it's, I, like. They, so, I, I, I heard rumor that they. statement that they were, like, we're going on hiatus because we want to do a good job. Which so, means no, they're not serious. So, basically, like, the Mummy film that was released this year, this summer, um, with Tom Cruise, that film. Like, that film got advertised up the butt. Like, we got told how difficult, how really creative Tom Cruise was when they were filming that zero gravity scene in the airplane, which apparently was only 20 seconds long anyways. So it's like, apparently they were up there doing that shit for like, what, like four hours or something, oh but they only God. had 20 seconds of footage. Nice. See, when studio, okay, so when a con- like when a copyright is about to kind of, you know, come to its end of its, you know, length with the studio... Um, in order for the company to like hold on to the rights, usually they have to remake uh, the films again. So that's kind of what happened, I think, with Ben-Hur. That's why they remade Ben-Hur like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they're going to make Star- Scarface again. What? Uh, yeah. What? Why? <laughs> I'll, 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 we don't need to talk about it right now, but okay. yeah, we can see the frustration. But um, that's what happens. And right. yeah. I think that... Um, I don't. I can't remember. I think it's Paramount that made uh, the Mummy, and that's a, that's the perfect example of like what not to do is is like kickstart something when no one is actually knows what anything is yet. Mm-hmm. Like before the film, the Mummy was even out. They were telling us that they were going to make the creature from the Black Lagoon. They were going to make uh, the, invisible the next man. The, the Invisible Man, and they had cast all of them. Like yeah. Javier Bardem was going to play Frankenstein. Angelina Jolie was signed on to play the Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, uh, the Invisible Man was going to be played by Johnny Depp, which probably was could for be the played bad. by anyone, really. Really, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, he's playing a lot of like characters that oh just could God. be played by anybody. Really. Yeah, um, well, he's trying Johnny to Depp. he's trying to recover. Exactly, I think is what's going on? So, so what I'm I'm essentially getting at is Warner Brothers, get your crap together because you literally could do better. Look at Wonder Woman for a perfect example. You you had a great director. And a great cast of characters and great character. Like, great. Like, it was just, in general, yeah. it was, just felt like a very great character-driven film. I think Wonder Woman was the perfect example of how you can do it, too, guys. Part of the reason that Justice League isn't doing that well is because people are just kind of burnt out on the series. Before I even go see it on Sunday, I, I know it's not going to be the greatest thing ever. Is because immediately after they filmed Batman v Superman, they went and made this film. Yeah. So this film has been in production since 2013. So they essentially hadn't had a consensus or any sort of audience feedback of the film Mm. of Batman v Superman during the point where they were making Justice League. So they didn't know what they were doing wrong. Yeah. So there's a, there's a reason why, you know, why things like that happen. But is there anything you guys want to say on that anymore? I think that was quite a long tangent, but I think it was kind of important to talk about because I'd like to add as a as a final point that I liked Ben Affleck as Batman. I was on his team, Mm -hmm. and I'm disappointed that he probably won't be in the Batman solo film. But if at this point he's burnt out on it, then that's fine. Ben Affleck, you can go because I I'd rather have someone who's enthusiastic. Yeah, I just like almost don't care because he looks like a he looks bored. Um, I don't really want to spend a whole lot of time on this, but I thought it would be interesting to talk about. So, Quentin Tarantino, 
one of my uh, favorite directors. A bit of a goofball. He is a filmmaker's filmmaker, which means to me is he he essentially watches a lot of films and then regurgitates them onto a script mm. and makes his own film from them. He basically like it's essentially if someone uh, who had a lot of time on their hands took scenes from movies and then put them all together to have them turn into some sort of narrative that made sense is what a Quentin Tarantino film is. But he's very individualistic, and I really appreciate that. Because you know what a Quentin Tarantino film is. He's up there for me with Stanley Kubrick in regards to when you watch one of those films, if you don't know who made it, you can watch it and know who made it. So, like, you could, like, if you didn't know that he made Jackie Brown and that was on TV and you started watching it, you'd be like, uh, this is definitely a Quentin Tarantino Or you'd film. at least be like, this movie feels a lot like Kill Bill. Yeah. Sure. Because his other, they all have this kind of flavor, I guess. Yeah. That's the right word. Yeah, yeah. But um, his next film, he he came out and he said that he was, it was going to be a Charlie Manson film. Mm. However, it's actually not, and he's come to correct it. And oh. um, he said it's not a Manson family film. He said it's kind of based within that era. Um, so but it like, is about a serial killer, correct? I'm not 100% sure, but the cast... I, the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because Quentin Tarantino... He gets some people in his films, but mm-hmm. this cast is quite insane, and I'll read it to you. It's so it, it's reportedly meant to star Leonardo DiCaprio, Samuel L. Jackson, Brad Pitt, and Margot Robbie. Okay, that's an insane cast. Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt are like both for me in in regards to like stardom factor. Yeah, they're huge. They're mm-hmm. huge. Like I don't think like that amount of like that's intense stardom. It's not like old man stardom. That's like prime stardom. Right, like current. You know, it's not It's not like... Uh... It's not like Al Pacino and Robert De Niro in a film now. Sure. Yeah. Like, like if there, if it was... Or if... I was going to say, like, Kurt Russell being in The Hateful Eight. Like, yeah. it's different. It's yeah. like a current fame. Yeah. Like, expensive fame. Yeah, yeah, For, sure. film, for, pay, exactly. for making the movie. I'm hoping that it's Leonardo DiCaprio that's the Caprio. He's, that uh, Caprio's playing like some sort of serial killer if mm-hmm. this is a story or something and then Brad Pitt's like playing a cop uh, yeah okay. that'd, that'd be, be really cool I'd be okay with that for sure um, and Samuel Jackson's playing his wee sidekick or something like that I don't know his wee sidekick is he Irish I don't know or maybe his boss his boss I think I'd like that oh, yeah. he'd say the F word a lot because he loves to say the F word yeah and the N word too yeah mm-hmm. um, anything you guys want to say on that I'm excited I love Tarantino it's his ninth film apparently he said he's only making ten and then he's sticking to that. I don't know about that. He wants to he wants to write books, I think. Daniel Day-Lewis also retired like five times, right? Yeah. Yeah, we've talked I about that I feel like before. it might be one of those things where he, he wants to set a boundary for himself so he can grow. But then when he doesn't, he'll, he'll have the urge and he'll have to make another one. It's like Miyazaki does the same thing. Yeah. He says he retires and then he keeps coming back. Well, there's a reason why they call the Hateful Eight the Hateful Eight. It's his eighth film. It's his eighth film and there's... I mean, aside from you know, the eight of the them. Eight. Yeah. You should, you should <laughs> call this one, like, Nikki Nine Doors. <laughs> that'd be a good name. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah, that'd be a good name. Hey, um, hey Tarantino, call your next film Nikki Nine Doors. Yes, okay. please. He would never listen to this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't even try, guys. Um, so, with that, uh, I wanted to move on to our next segment. And uh, that one is, What You Watching? Usually with this segment, we name one or two things, and then we kind of go on a tangent, but let's kind of keep it to a, you know, subtle thing, because I think we need to kind of hone in on this a little bit more, but um, 
uh, we, you can maybe name something you're watching currently that you're liking, uh, or you can um, name something that you want to watch or something like that, uh, or reading. It doesn't matter. We we stole this topic from the Daily Planet or the Weekly Planet. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, with that, Emily, you're the guest this week. So what are you watching, dude? Uh, right now, uh, I'm making my way through The Punisher. Which is great. Which, uh, John Bernthal is just one of the, like... I love him so much. Angriest, like... Uh, he's got this he's got this like voice he like taught like it's so fake but it's like it's super cringy but it's so badass it's not even it's just i believe it if it's him he's got that face he's so angry he talks like with like with his mouth full yeah (laughs) it's like very deep it's like he's like emily it's almost like batman it's like batman's so I'm going for you, Emily. Yeah, he did. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I feel like his jaw must really hurt because it yeah. protrudes oh, quite yeah. far. I almost, <laughs> feel, I almost feel like, oh yeah, when he gets angry, his jaw, his bottom jaw comes out. Yeah. And he's very good at frowning. Yeah, yeah. Emily's doing a real good you, John Barrett frown. John, is that you? <laughs> you have to breathe really loudly through your nostrils, and like almost close them. John Emily Barenthal? <laughs> that's right. That's me. Um. um so yeah, I'm watching The Punisher. Only, like, three episodes in. I tried to convince Corey. I blew through the whole thing, like, last weekend. Really good. I'll watch it. It's so good. He's great. He's awesome. And then, also... I don't feel myself getting burnt out from it, like Daredevil. Mm. Well, like, I think it's just, like, they're they're being very, very violent. Which... That's what I like about the Punisher. It's perfect. Like, they're just being very true to the Punisher. Yeah. I guess. That's the best part. Which is, like, great. It's good. Um, and then also, uh, we're watching... Who's where? Oh, oh, my, my boyfriend and I. What's your boyfriend's name? His name's Riley. Yep. His name's Riley. Yep. Thank you for confirming. <laughs> um, I, what up, Riley? Corey. Hey, Corey, do you want to confirm that his name's Riley, too? Um, sorry. Let me, let me just uh, check my bank account. Corey, uh, <laughs> Corey, Corey no, just, confirmed, Corey just confirmed. like stuttered for a bit. He was going to check his watch. He was going to check my watch. Then I checked and the, my bank account. And then he checked his bank account. Sources are in and yes. Well, there's like, that's an inside joke there. The bank account. Thing. Yeah. Gonna, uh, we're not going to get into it. Maybe anywho, one day. Anywho, anywho. Anyways. So, um, Mind Hunter. <gasps> yes. Yes. Dude. Okay. So I've been trying to tell people to watch this mo- this show for weeks. I blew through it in two days. Uh, you sucker. We've been drawing it out Dude, because it's so good. It was so good. And you know why it was so good is because David Fincher, my boy, made the show. David yeah. Fincher is my favorite director of all time. He's so amazing. Watch any of his works. It's just they're all so good. Like he made Fight Club. He made Gone Girl. I don't know, man. His movies are just so well made. Like, mm-hmm. even when they're not great, they're still good. Like, one of my favorite movies of all time is Zodiac. Oh, like, yeah. The Zodiac. Because it's long, and it's just... He's really good at detective noir, or new noir. Like, um, uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Mm-hmm. God, I want to rewatch that. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, Mindhunter. It's good All shit. one word. It's on Netflix. And if you think... So good. If you don't like the main character, by the way... If you don't like him right away, because that's the thing, is I've heard really? a lot of people oh. say that they don't like the main character. I don't really, I'm not the biggest fan of him. The thing well, is, you're not supposed you're to. You're not, exactly, you're not supposed it's to not really like him. It's not the word like isn't, you're just, he's just one of those people that doesn't get along with people very well. Yeah. And he acts that very, very well. Again, yeah. I'm not, I'm not very far in, so no spoilers. But the ending of the show, uh? no, I'm not going to spoil it, but by the ending of the show, you understand 
him a lot better. Oh, well, that's and you what I was relate say. to him a lot better because you realize everyone else is being fuckwits and he's the one that is like well, the big like, deal. Um it's just his chemistry with I don't know the actor's name. I don't know, partner, but he's a, his, his it, partner. They, they his, together Corey, why don't you look it up? Is I'll look it up. I got my phone here. Their chemistry together is awesome. It's mm-hmm. awesome. And he, super recommend this show. It's amazing. If you if you're like, oh, I don't know, like uh, if you like Criminal Minds, like the TV show, Holt Mc- you will Can- like McCallie. I hope I'm not pronouncing it. If you're out there and you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> I feel like we should just maybe like make ourselves a little like feel like we're bigger than we actually are. Maybe people will actually start I don't, listening. I, don't know I think people. we're we're quite big at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, we're so big. Yeah, yeah. huge, <laughs> dude. I'm under six foot, but people think us I'm five eleven. <laughs> Five eleven. Um, but yeah, Mindhunter, great yes. show. So that's what I'm watching right now. Yeah, and uh, Corey, my good friend, mm-hmm. sexy boy, illustrious man. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. you watching, bro? Um, what else? I actually watched a movie called Gerald's Game on Netflix. It's like based on a Stephen King novel. Oh, yes! that's right. Yeah. yeah, I actually quite enjoyed it. It was good. It was uh very gross. I oh. watched 1922. Yeah. How was that? That was real good. Yeah, I've heard it's quite good. It was weird. It was real gross. Is that the other Stephen King Yeah, Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane is my boy. I love Thomas Jane. Ever since he played the Punisher. Did we watch anything recently together? Uh, We watched Secondhand Lions, which we were going to do for a podcast, but then I was sick. Yeah. We'll do that podcast at some point. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll, We'll do it because the guy that we're supposed to be doing it with, that's his, you know, it's his favorite movie. Okay. Hey. Yeah, what, yeah, what, what have you been watching recently? Shit, dude. I've been that's, watching, that's what I really want to know. I've been watching a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to start watching Godless. It's a new um, Western because I'm a big fan of Westerns. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of 1920s, Roaring Twenties gangster films yeah. and Western films. Mm-hmm. And sci-fi. A good old-fashioned sci-fi. So Cowboys vs. Aliens is like your favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Yeah. I remember. I remember so your disappointment at that movie. Yeah, it was terrible. But yeah, I'm gonna watch Godless. It's got Jeff Daniels in it. So, mm-hmm. um, like him, he was in uh, Fly Fly Me Away Home. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Fly Away Home. Fly Away Home. When I was a kid, I used to watch About that movie the all the time. About the geese. Yeah. Sarah Paquin. Paquin. Sarah Paquin. Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin. Yeah. Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin. <laughs> the way, like, you say her last name the same way that uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch says penguin. Yeah, penguin. 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 Benedong Kangerdonch. Bangerdong Kangerdonch. That's how they say his name in Spain. I love that new Bandagon Canterbunch film. <laughs> that sounded terrible. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that's it pretty much for right now. I, um... Before we get into uh, the next segment, I did want to take a second and mention the film that we're going to be watching for next week, so that way people can kind of prepare if they want to, and if they don't, who gives a shit? Uh, But uh, (laughs) next week's episode will be uh, with another good friend of mine and Corey's. Uh, We're not going to say his name, but it is a boy. Uh, It's a boy! It's a boy! (laughs) (laughs) He is a bit of a man-child. Um, he's always late for shit, so oh, I would I be surprised I if he... I, I actually sent him a message and said, Hey, you need to be here when I give you the time. Because if you're not, that screws up all of our schedules. <laughs> um, but basically, he's always late. 
Um, but next week, we're going to go a little bit to the classics and watch a good old-fashioned film called Casablanca. Starring, uh, oh, what's his name? God damn it. Humphrey Bogart? Humphrey Bogart. But I uh, thought I'd mention that. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's move into the next segment. Cool. cool. Yay. Anyways, moving on uh, to what we've all come here for yeah. this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I couldn't get out there and let people know because nobody follows us on Twitter yet. <laughs> yet. 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 At the Real Rant Pod on Twitter. We are the Real Rant Pod on Twitter. I think I follow the Real yeah, because I started following you first. Maybe I'll have I followed to you first. Uh, re-download Twitter just for this. You don't have Twitter anymore? No, I don't have Twitter. Oh, okay. I understand. I just do it for the podcast mostly. I like it now. Yeah. Just to have, like, if I we know, have... Because if, at some, point, if mm-hmm. at some point we do get big, uh, uh, about six foot... Yeah. Uh, I will... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a place where our fans can come and, like, follow us worldwide or internationally or whatever and get a hold of us aside from sending a good old-fashioned old-person email. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 120 characters, perfect. Yeah. It's great. Not for me, though. I don't like it. It's Isn't too it hard sometimes. 140? 140. Whatever. Who cares? I do. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. What what we've all come here for today is to talk about a film. And, Corey, what is the name of the film this week? Uh, I believe the film is called Red Line. And Q- red, 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 red line. <laughs> Just like that. Was so, that too loud? So Emily, so Emily picked this film this week. <laughs> uh, originally, the film was supposed to be My Neighbor Totoro. And again, I, like I said, we couldn't uh, record that episode. So hopefully we'll have it a little bit soon. So it's on, it's on the... Um, it's in the wings. It's in the wings. Back burner. Yeah, yes. where it's on the back burner. We've watched it. Um, we, uh-huh. we have the notes for it. Um, to talk about it, and that guest will come on soon. But but for now, the, we're talking about <laughs> Redline. Red yeah. <laughs> so Emily, um, last time you gave us a synopsis that was, was 22 long. minutes and 35 uh, seconds. Don't worry, long. I've perfected this time. <laughs> this time, uh, we're, we're I'm asking for 45. I'm asking you yeah, to I, I can make hit it longer. For hit sure. it at a dull. <laughs> hit it at hit that gas pedal at a dull roar. <laughs> not go 350 miles per hour. Hey, but. Like in that movie. I could. I was trying to make references. I know, I get it. Red, red line! Yeah. Okay. What's the synopsis, Emily? Synopsis of red line. We have our young underdog hero racer named Sweet JP. We should should say that it is an anime. Oh, yes. This is an anime film called Red Line. Mm. All one word. And it is about Sweet JP racing in the red line race. It's like the... Biggest race in the like. There's the yellow nebula. line, and then there's the yeah. Red there's line. like different tiers. Yellow line is like you know you can't the, kill anybody. The league one one li- one league down, yeah, and then yeah. red line happens. It's like it's like the World Cup of soccer happens every four years. Mm-hmm. Like it, you have to like qualify. It's a yep. huge deal, mm-hmm. and it's like basically a death race. You know, yeah. like there are no rules. You just get from point A to point B. That people jack up their cars with like weapons and stuff. <laughs> Anyways, the sweet JP, he's an underdog. He just has. Like, a man, now I'm not remembering what type of car he had. It's just a Mustang. It's just a Mustang. With a wheel at the front. Uh, and <laughs> they call him Sweet JP because he refuses to use any weapons. Okay. So he's sweet because he don't want to hurt nobody. He just wants to race. Okay. And it's about him qualifying for the red line and then competing in the red line race. Meeting some girl that is Perfect. half naked most of the time. Well, have I'm you watched seen. anime before? All of the girls are half naked most of the time. I, in my opinion, I think Eastern Asian... Eastern Asian countries set the tone for style across the world in regards to fashion. 
Yes, very fashionable. Yeah, I think I think that labels are a big thing, and I think that like I don't know. I thought I'd just say that because JP is a very fashionable individual. He's what you would call a uh, greaser. Greaser. He's got a big pompadour. Mm-hmm. He looks like a James Dean guy. Yeah. He looks like Joey He's from Yu Gi Oh. Yeah. Except with like dark hair. Yeah. 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 Yu Gi Oh. Oh my gosh. Love Anyways, Yu-Gi-Oh. this is much better than Yu Gi Oh. Sorry to fans of Yu Gi Oh. It does have the same stutter. Anyways, yeah, I don't like want to. I mean, are we going full spoilers? Yeah, man. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll get into it. But yeah. I mean, so, it's... yeah, it's a it's a basic underdog racing story about you know, sweet JP. Purely basic. It's very basic. Well, like the story is pretty simple. Like yeah. just in the narrative way, mm-hmm. you know, it's underdog going up against the best racers in the galaxy mm-hmm. in like the deadliest race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what it's about. Cool. Yeah. Okay. That was great, Emily. Thank you. So now, after the synopsis, we like to ask what your justification was for picking the film. <clears throat> Why'd you pick the film, Emily? I picked Redline because I, I'm a pretty big anime fan. So. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, a, I'm currently wearing a sweater that has Ashitaka from Princess Mononoke, a Hao Miyazaki Studio Ghibli film. So I'm wearing right now. So yeah, that was a lot of words. Was that English? <laughs> Some of it was. I should talk about how it's Anyways, I'm a very big anime fan, and I wanted to bring Arigato. Yeah, I wanted to. Domo Arigato. You're trying, Mr. Roboto. We'll allow that, maybe. I wanted to bring an anime movie to the podcast, but I knew well. You had suggested that maybe you were doing another Hayao Miyazaki film, so I didn't want to do Princess Mononoke. Back to back. I was so sad that you. Okay, so to we the listeners out there, the yeah, to the I'm listeners, sure there was Don't a worry. bit of a miscommunication um, in regards to having her choose the film. I have, I've got a criteria for people now when they pick films: is you have to be passionate about it. Because if you're not passionate about it, you pick a film, we get Constantine, and it was a good, it was a fun episode. Mm-hmm. However, it was, it was a bad film. Yep. So. Um, it wasn't that good, Emily. Constantine, you guys. I love Keanu Reeves, okay? Who doesn't? Sure. Keanu Reeves is great. We talked a lot about Keanu Reeves in that episode. <laughs> it was just the Keanu Reeves episode. Uh, and Shia LaBeouf, who got his own segment in the episode. Yes. Um, however, the movie itself was not good. So our kind of criteria now for the episode, right. when we have guests on, is... Yes, you told me. Is, you know... They are have, you passionate about the movie Are you passionate about the film, and do you think you can talk about it? Can you tell how passionate I am about Redline from the way I was screaming Redline? Well, I think that you're more passionate about Princess Mona. Okay, and that's why that's why well, I want to say is the yeah. fact that there was a bit of miscommunication between um, the fact that you thought I said no how uh, how Muzaki films, but it's. I but, mean, it really doesn't matter if well, I. It matters only... to me because I wanted to show him that I wanted to show Corey that film because that was a film that uh, you can, and I became friends. We on. can do we'll it. Get there, yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. I I I felt Red Line right now was the movie that I wanted to show you guys because yeah. I knew that neither of you had seen it, and. I, will, I have a lot to say about this yeah. movie. I, I will admit that really that like it. I will admit that that this film actually did get me interested in the anime a little bit, like in, into anime films again. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you have a, a rocky relationship with animated films in general. Yeah, I think it's just more because I feel like like I associate cartoons with kids too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. You do and that's that because much. I had a lot of I had a lot of like. Well, I had foster brothers and sisters growing up, and they watched a lot of cartoons. And like all, I was like sixteen, and they're all watching like I don't know shows that are little kids shows, and I was just kind of like, ugh. 
you know. Mm-hmm. But then you get shows like Rick and Morty that are actually really good mm-hmm. adult humor um, that are cartoons. And There's a lot of adult humor in Redline. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> Naked women. Yeah, actually, I, um, I wouldn't say it's a super funny film, but no. But um, okay, let's get into it a, a, a little bit here. Yeah. So I want to hear what I want to hear what you guys thought of it. Okay. Oh, she's running the podcast now. I see. Well, here's the thing: is I know that you guys didn't haven't seen it before, and I <laughs> I can talk forever if you want me to talk forever about it because I have notes. I took notes. Yeah, I know you took notes. You did take a lot of notes. <laughs> I took a lot of notes. <laughs> Holy crap! I'm ready. If um, you need me to. Be well, ready. I'm I might go through my notes first, just because mine are a little bit shorter than yours. <laughs> Don't worry, I won't do I've all. I've got of like. Them. I've got more about the whole. I've got more about the whole podcast than I do about Redline. I've got like maybe four bullet points. <laughs> okay, we'll go then. I'm uh, ready. Okay, well, no, you had a question for us, so let's yeah. really go there first. What did you guys think of it? Don't hold back. You can, you, you can hurt my feelings. If <laughs> let's you start with Corey. Cause sure, I might ri- hurt your feelings. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I'll start off by saying I'm not a big anime fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't really watch a lot of them. Um, but I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey knew it was going on more than I did. <laughs> I, I was, I was trying to focus because honestly, when I watch anime, I, I I'm going to feel like an old man saying this, but I, I don't know what's going on. Most <laughs> of the time. Like there's a lot going on visually and like everyone's yelling all the time and I don't know why. Um, but yeah, I was trying to, I was doing my best to, to pay attention and like, you know, experience the movie and all yeah. that. And, um, you know, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it, to be honest. Cool. Yeah. Good neutral. That's good. What are you going to say? Just say it. Emily. I hated it. Um, <laughs> well, I'll you say, already told me something earlier l- let me just, you got in trouble Let for. me just say, let me just say that I don't know what it was, but I don't think... I, I think I have to come back to this film, honestly. Mm-hmm. I almost actually... If I had time today... Because we watched the film like quite late last night, and I mm-hmm. wasn't tired, but I was like also talking to Carmen at the same time when we were watching those. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like I couldn't get everything out of it, but I could get the gist. Good, um, you got the gist. <laughs> well, it was a very simple narrative. True. Yeah. So it's pretty easy to like pick up and sit up and be like, you know, what's going on? I I will say something good about the film. It did make me miss watching anime films with one of my closest friends and oldest friends of all time i will say that i will say that the film itself made me feel very reminiscent of hey this is emily like this is kind of emily's deal and it made me go on my phone and look up other you know movies we used to watch together Mm -hmm. and kind of reminisce there and like think about princess mononoke um and then also kind of like look at this director because i really like the art style yes yeah. Um, we could talk about that in a bit the, here. The studio has done a lot of other, like, very prominent... Yeah, and I actually, films. I looked it up a little bit, and I a saw... A couple s- of others which I considered instead of... Red yeah, Red. I saw some on here, and I, I was actually, like, I, I went... There was better rated films um, on IMDb that I wanted to actually mm-hmm. watch later on. But, um, Emily, let's just say... Let's just say it was okay. It was okay. Because here's my thing. Yeah. I often have an issue, and you always say that it's best to watch anime films in the original language. Mm, yeah. Um, I usually am of that. Um, the Japanese with English subtitles is really hard to get a hold of of this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I purchased it, like, on the Xbox store. Mm. 
Um, and it didn't come with the Japanese with the subtitles, mm. which I was like sort of disappointed about. But actually, the voice acting in this is really well done, mm. so I wasn't disappointed at all. See, like that was something that I wanted to talk about is the um, the issue with translation. Yeah, because I know that in a lot of like Eastern Asian cultures, it's not about what you say; it's about what tone of voice you say it in. So, for instance, like when you watch. When you watch anime films, a lot of the time, like most of the anime films that you and I watched together um, growing up were all like Japanese films. So a lot of the times when people are just saying normal sentences, they'll yell it. They're yelling the sentence because Mm -hmm. it's meant to kind of like be overbearing and overpowering and stuff like that. Because it's like if someone says, hey, you're a stupid pig, just like saying, hey, you're a stupid pig, rather than saying, hey, you're a stupid pig, like yelling it. There's like different meaning to each. Yeah, of way course. One is way more aggressive. Than yeah, the exactly. Other. But mm-hmm. the aggressiveness is very definitive in these films, and it shows in regards to the culture. At least I feel. I mean, I guess so. I didn't really find there was. There was a lot of yelling in this movie. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but not yelling in a situation where I would think that yelling was out of place. I did a few times, <laughs> multiple times, <laughs> where I was just like. He does not need to be yelling. But not that that's a gripe or an issue for me. It's just more like... It's, it's something just like, that pulls you it's out. It's just distracting. Yeah. And But again, like, I think maybe you could chalk that up to maybe, like, me not watching anime films in yeah. a really long time. Yeah, and I can't, like, like you say, I can't say that's, like, a gripe, because that is the style. Yeah. yeah. But it just so happens that I'm not really a fan of that. These are things that I don't notice, because mm. I'm, like, yeah, steeped you're, in, you're deep in the genre. In you're deep in so it. So I, like, don't... I don't notice it. Or I'm sure I could if you, like could point it out mm-hmm. i could be like oh okay i guess mm-hmm. so but in the moment i don't i don't notice it at all okay but yeah no that's i want to th- hear about things that that's that what i like out of it because i want to be able to like if i can convince people to watch movies like redline uh no there's a couple things that i want to talk about real quick yeah um, one i wanted to say that uh the music was great the music yes, is the music great the music is amazing mm-hmm. amazing amazing it was amazing it was amazing uh but it was a lot like um <laughs> it's funny because you know that the music was made by probably a japanese band japanese artist. people yeah, yeah, yeah. and so like for instance all of the songs sound like jesus gospel music like, in how they lyrically put the song together. Here? So, like, here, let me finish. So, like, for instance, there's parts like, We're gonna get in front of the guy, and we're gonna race him, and I'm gonna win. And it's just like, alright. <laughs> You're just, like, telling me a story in a song. I don't, I don't remember there were that... It, right at the end of the film, it was actually so funny. I was listening to it, and, I, and that was my last note I actually yeah. made, was that... I. Okay, and before you get into your little gripe about the music or your discussion about the music, well, no, music, I just have something that it reminded me of, and I'm wondering if it all, if if you can. It reminded me of Sonic Racers. Oh my! <laughs> or Sonic Riders. Oh, that wasn't it. That wasn't what well, I was going to say. Re- what did you? Re- Do you remember Cruising Exotica for the Nintendo 64? Yeah, it was like yes. the electronic music yes. with like the ladies singing over top. So, They're like, yay, yay, yay. So yay. when <laughs> that so, is what it's so like. So when me and Emily it's like arcade music. When me and Emily were kids, um, Corey and mm. listeners, rentiers, uh, 
we had an N- we had N sixty four days. We had like days where we had video game days. Like yeah. me and Emily would like hang out for a whole day and we just play video games. Um, and we play N sixty four. And Emily had this like really awesome freaking racing game. Yeah, Cruise Exotica sixty four was like a port of an arcade game. Yeah, and it was just like really over the top like there was one you could drive under the water the music was very similar to redline it was like electronic with like women like yay 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 yeah over the top and like that is what the music in redline was that's actually funny no it reminded me of sonic racers um redline was like redline and it's like the same thing as like sonic racers when you turn it on you're just like Sonic Racers, yeah. and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's very stylized, but I re- I really like the music. It definitely pumps you up for the race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, it gets you into the race. That's for sure. Big one s- character has like his own, and maybe this is what you're talking about. One character, the like the big, like you know, prolific winner who's won the red oh, yeah, line yeah. like four years in a row or five years in a row he has his own machine head yeah, oh my god Tets- cory remembers he- all Tetsujin, the characters yeah. he has his own theme music and it's just machine head <laughs> <laughs> i love it when they introduce He's machine head Tetsuya. <laughs> and it's like in the background as he walks into the restaurant or whatever and there's, there's like the two girls who are friends and don't they have like aren't they like a, a pop Super Duo or Bolins, yeah, they're yeah. Spo- they're like they're definitely so a parody of like a Japanese K-pop group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they like shamelessly plug their album after their like racer interview. Yeah. And they're like Super Bolins. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. It's super exaggerated. Yeah. Um so I think we're going to probably get into a big topic here, but okay. Um I want to talk about the art style mm. before we get started here. I think my favorite part of the whole movie this is going to sound really random. Is the part where JP got really hurt after the the yellow line? Yeah, the yellow line um, race mm-hmm, at the beginning. Um, at the beginning of the film, because the film starts out like in the middle of a race. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. It's mm-hmm. great. Such a good it's a like great intro. It's I got great really intro. pumped with that intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, it kind of slowly, but you know, <laughs> fizzles a little bit. Fizzles a little yeah. bit mainly because I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> <laughs> Shit was moving real fast. Yeah. Like, yeah, like the movie. No, the art style. Um, reminds me, reminded me a lot of uh, the art style from um, Kill Bill. Mm. Okay. The Ryu scene. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With uh... Orenichi. Sorry, not Ryu. Yeah. <laughs> Orenichi. Yeah, that part. It's just like very emotive and very exaggerative. And the like, lines are very dark. Yeah, it's very mm-hmm. dark. Uh, yeah, the li- that was the thing. Is like you a lot of like at first when you when you turn on the film. And you see a bunch of dogs riding motorcycles. You're just kind of like, what the hell's going on here? I actually thought this movie was going to be a bit of an Akari, um... Akira? A- Akira knockoff? Well, not knockoff, but it does heavily reference Akira. It does feel like that, but it did feel at like it was... At one it did, specific it, part. It did feel like somebody had watched that movie and been like, oh. I feel like most Japanese anime filmmakers have seen Akira. And it, it's like... An, a, a major accomplishment. But yeah, that's kind of... You like the art style I like the art style, but my favorite part of the whole film was yeah. the part where JP was after the yellow line. He was in, in the hospital room? He was in the hospital room, and all the reporters come running in. Oh, and yeah. they're like and they're, jamming and into the And they're screen. jamming into this yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And like one of the... One of the... One of the... Because, because the art is just like rewound over and over and mm-hmm. over again. Um, within like 12 panels of like seconds. 
and there's like this one shot where this one reporter's head's completely squished because he's up against this glass or something like that and he starts talking and i thought it was the funniest oh, thing ever because <laughs> uh, because it looked like his face didn't look like it would like be able to speak mm-hmm. based on how he was squished but <laughs> but then again like it was just some mythical strange world like yeah it was aliens man i yeah. felt like this world aliens. yeah i felt like the world was definitely really cool though yeah i think i was more engaged with the world than i was with like the plot yes. and stuff like that okay yeah, yeah. I, I would say my favorite part of the whole movie is uh like the character design mm-hmm. yeah there's so many cool and unique characters. Like, I really like that old man with, like, the six arms. Yes. Who's the mechanic. I think he's really great. Great mechanic. Um, I love how they intro all the racers, too. Like, yeah. Like, like as the... if a TV spot? Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it reminded me a lot of, like, video games. Yeah. When Choose the... your racer. Yeah. 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 Choose your racer. Yeah. Choose your car. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was really reminiscent of, like, yeah. video games. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really cool. I thought also thought that was a really effective way to get you to sort of quickly know who each of the racers was and like them mm-hmm. sure. you know yeah. so like you, you're rooting for jp to win but it was you also a very kind interesting of are paying attention to everybody else there are films that have like racist race films and they all have like you know the iconic cliche characteristic character mm-hmm. characters and uh you never really get to know who they are yeah um, or like they just you know, are in the race and when they die you're just like hey did that guy die yet and you're like yeah yeah, yeah it's I, like or there's the good guy and there's a the bad guy and then there's a bunch of faceless people yeah. right yeah. but they make a, they do a good job of Giving a personality to every single uh, racer. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Which I thought was is a strength. Of yeah. The I would say one part that I thought didn't even need to be in the movie was the the funky boy. That like random big <laughs> fire thing. What? Well, I was like, like, what the fuck is that? The fuck? Funky, funky boy. Funky boy is the Akira reference, basically. That was the thing that was under the ground and like all those guys mm-hmm. were like fighting through the robot police oh, to try and like so... unlock and then the, the general dude like becomes a squid <laughs> what i find a strength of this film is that again i guess <laughs> you'd have to have at least a medium-sized anime vocabulary to notice this but they cram as much anime homage into this film as they possibly can i i picked that up mm-hmm. i definitely picked that up like you've got the two space bounty hunters who are kind of in like Power Rangers suits and they're mm-hmm. like they're like stretching, just stretching <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah, and they yeah. they have their own TV show that has seven seasons and yeah. they mention that in the movie. And yeah. you've got the the super boys who are like the sort of K-pop. magical girl racers who have the K pop group mm-hmm. who have a mech like their their racer turns into like a fighting lady mech and it's like, like the fingers point different directions oh, to shoot that it's was out cool. of the nails yeah you, you, like it looks kind of creepy but it's like, sure. i have no idea where the hell i was i don't know where you <laughs> i must have been so sleepy man <laughs> yeah i don't know but i will say like that that whole funky boy thing yeah like it it took away from the race for me like okay, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like you say when they were introducing the characters like it was kind of like okay, mm-hmm. I'm getting ready for this race. I'm kind of stoked about it. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I get to know JP and the girl and all that. Mm-hmm. And then there's all this, like, random crap with, uh, like, these soldiers and, like, blocking the, the triple X zone or the, the, the 7X zone. Yeah. And keep nodding. The funky boy, and I was like, I don't care about that. I yeah. Just, I just want to see the racing happen. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, that, I that like, kind of took it away from me. I felt like I every couple of minutes. it, like, ruined the pace of, like, the actual race, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. I felt like every couple of minutes, um, I think that was part of the issue for me, was the fact of how long it took for them to actually get to the red line. 
Mm. Like, I feel like the race should have started a lot sooner than it did. Mm. Like, the movie was about an hour and 42 minutes long. Yeah, it was, it was... I think there's, like, 15 minutes of the movie before we actually know what the movie is. Like, before the intro of the film. Well, I mean, like, you do get a solid... Like, their intro is really slow. They make you, they make you wait. Because they're mm. trying to set the scene for, like the race basically and i think they're trying to show you how fast the cars are going because hmm. the people are literally like waiting around people's at this... faces like basically fall off of them yeah the animation they're... is very like grotesque yes oh it's kind of gross mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely gross very exaggerated like um, maybe the entire movie really exaggerated i just love this world i think i yeah. think yeah. that mm-hmm. i think that i'm a huge because i'm such a big fan of sci-fi i um I really look for a good world building, and this film definitely did it for me. Mm-hmm. I think that this film knew how to, uh, the people knew how to world build. And I think that's the thing with, like, most anime films, and that's, and I think that's my appeal to anime, yeah. is the ability to create world building, mm-hmm. is to world build. Really cool environments. Yeah, and, like, so, places. Mm-hmm. but, uh. Well, not cool, but just something that I thought was interesting is, uh, the, like, sort of, racer gangster that jp and his sort of shifty mob friend mm. oh sorry his shifty mob friend frisbee look up to when they're like just I thought starting that was out such a weird name is frisbee eh. but um, I, I i i actually i actually really like that i like that part was that the like fact that we, suave guy i like the fact that we were able to get a feeling of who jp was not that he was just the cool guy he was actually, like, he had a backstory, and, like, you understood the relationship between him and Frisbee and where they came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I did want to ask, because, like, I don't remember the girl's name. Sonoshi. Sonoshi. Yeah. Uh, that girl. Yes. You know those flashbacks? Yes. Yeah, they knew each other from when they were children. Oh, really? Well, like, this is another classic anime trope, is that they knew each other when they were children, but the girl doesn't remember you. Mm-hmm. Because for her, it wasn't you know, some fateful encounter, yeah. right? Like, she was, you so know... So, like, real life, basically. <laughs> well, it's like, <laughs> in, in the specific situation that he remembers where they're watching her race, mm-hmm. and she basically tells him, like, you guys want to race, but all you do is watch. Like, get your shit together and get out here. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to be the best. And, like, she inspires him just she's as very, much as that gangster. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, she's not going to remember the face of the kids who... We're watching her race, right? That's the point. Um, but yeah, no, he did remember. He remembered her, yeah. at the very least. Yeah. But what I was gonna say is, they have that gangster racer guy, and it shows flashbacks to them like meeting him or whatever. And I think literally he had just beaten them up. But as they're like all beat up and they fall back, and the camera turns and he's this really tall, lanky guy with like a purple suit and gold hair. Mm. And he turns around to his fancy car and sweeps two girls at the same time down and kisses them both on the lips at the same time. It's like he's this giant man. Yeah. And then he puts them back and then he just drives away. And it was just, I don't know, I really liked... It's like he's probably not that big or that fantastic, but to them, Mm, he was this, like... mm. I also like that you never kind of saw him Oh, yeah. Where it's just like a fleeting. Well, I actually thought that the I, guy... He, I think he is the gangster. I think he's the gangster I guy. Think he, oh, he, the guy who puts the shit yeah. in his teeth? Oh, yeah, who's doing the coke or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I've, uh, that's, they never say explicitly. This movie's no. weird, guys. But I like, <laughs> I like to think that it is him. Yeah, I like um, to think okay, so, too. Because he, had, like, he also has the two girls on him yeah. at the same time. Oh, okay. yeah. um, so it's sort of like, look at this, this From... guy that you looked up to, like... 
he's not he kind of he like turned gang- out to kind be... of like real gangsters usually where they get you as kids and then they yeah. have you work for you when you're older kind mm-hmm. of thing like Goodfellas so yeah Corey. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so okay. I I really liked that scene specifically I thought it was really like dramatic let's see again I um again this is one of the parts that uh maybe distracted from the actual race but like the robo world uh <laughs> president mm. him and he's got like he yells a lot he's yelling and he's very dramatic and he like grumbles to himself and he gets distracted and he has like his two overseers like the colonel who looks like optimus prime and voltron at the same time optimus yeah. prime optimus prime the guy with the mustache <laughs> is that him he's got the like leader He's got a pompadour too. He's he, he like the the big sort of blue towering oh, okay. head. I'm thinking of his three like generals or whatever. There's the yeah. crying guy. There's the guy with the mustache, and then there's another dude. Right? Yeah, the guy Why? with the cat. The guy. It was that the guy with the mustache. He he's like he's got the cat, and he's very he's like this sort of evil, sinister worm tongue guy. So for the listeners out there who haven't seen this movie, you're probably feeling the same way I'm feeling right now. Yeah, I'm really sorry, you guys. And if you like anime, you will. Well, I mean, I think that you will. Really really enjoy Redline, but I've sort of thrown this movie at them thinking they have more anime vocabulary No, I do. I just, I think for me is just, I don't know if I was in the right, I was in the wrong headspace. Well, here's the thing though, and this is a, this is a, something that you could say is a point against the movie, is that if, if your movie cannot be watched and and enjoyed without the vocabulary, that's, that's a negative to the film, because you want everybody to be able to come into the movie and be able to enjoy it. No, no, I think that what got me was the fact that like, the investment wasn't there in the dialogue. When you watch like Princess Mononoke or any sort of How Mujizaki film, because that's where I'm going to put my basis, because that's where I watch most of my anime films. Mm-hmm. Everything that Redline has that is attractive is what I look for in an anime film. But you also have to have good dialogue. Sure, yeah. Even with yeah, that right. translation barrier. Yeah. Right. And I think that's why I got a little bit underwhelmed by everything sure no I, I agree with you it's not it's not like the most especially in the latter half yeah. yeah like which is weird because they definitely feel like like if you recommend any anime film you're still gonna like it because it's weird and strange and stuff like that like <laughs> so uh let's move into our next segment here and uh it's called what does your mom think but it's not really what is your mom think <laughs> In this case today, it's what Riley thinks. We're not going to... Okay, so this is how it's going to go. Essentially, what we do is we call somebody uh, out of the blue. Uh, we have let Riley know that we're going to give him a call. But he doesn't know why. He doesn't know why. And I'll ask him, you know, what he thought. We'll go from there, I guess. We'll see what happens. Okay, well, I'll, like, say hi. Nah. So he does. So he's not like, who, who yeah, am I talking to? Uh, who's calling from Emily's phone? I'm assuming he knows who I am. Well, yeah, I know he knows who you are, but... He still won't necessarily I don't, know. I don't know if he'll I know guess, your uh, phone yeah, voice. that could be a little bit no. scary no, if somebody... Yeah. <laughs> Calls you and it's not your boy girlfriend. This is This John Berthel. I'm here to kill you. Okay, here we go. One second. I hope you didn't. Hello. Hey, Boosh. Okay, we're 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 on the podcast. Hey. Uh, How's it going so far for you guys? Uh, it's going pretty good. You're live on the podcast, buddy. Hello. Hey. Finally famous. Yeah. Um. So. Well, this is a segment of the show that we like to call, uh, what does your mom think? But, uh, in, okay. this, in this case, you're not a mom. You're just Riley. But, right. uh, on the topic of anime and, uh, a film that, you know, Emily probably made you watch, because that's <gasps> how it worked for me when I was younger with Emily. <laughs> what were your thoughts on the film Redline? You know, just a little sum up, if you can remember it. 
Yeah, quick little thoughts. Actually, I'm the one who chose Redline. I heard about it. Oh! It, and I thought this thing looks absolutely batshit. Beautifully animated. Well, I guess beautifully is the wrong word to put it. It's like methodically animated. Mm. It's phenomenal. It's one of the most visceral things I've ever seen. It takes a lot of kind of cool anime conventions, Jackson up to 11. And it's kind of does that great thing where it finds a happy medium between kind of satiring the genre it's in while also kind of being a love letter. And I think it does that very well, as well as having a kick-ass soundtrack and just, I don't know, it's just like a complete package. It's so entertaining. It's one of the most entertaining movies I've seen in a long time. And the entire time, it's just like, it's just Mad Max on roids. <laughs> you know, it's really weird. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that much of a, an explanation from him at all. <laughs> He's really... He got it, we it seems we like talk about movies You guys just hours. sit around and talk about anime. All right. Well, yeah. All right, buddy. Well, thanks. Uh, that's thanks for being on the podcast. Hopefully, we can actually have you on for real once. Thank you. Yeah, of course. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks, man. See you later. All right. Yeah. Bye. Well, that was another successful segment of what does your mom think, or thanks, in this mom. case, what does your Riley think? What does your Riley think? Yeah. I actually like the fact. Uh, originally, the this segment came out to be uh, what does your mom think because we were gonna just call our opposing moms and just mm-hmm. like be like, hey, mom. This is this movie we watched this week. What do you think of it? Having her not know anything about exactly, the movie. Exactly, exactly. I can see your mom really running with that. Or oh, being man. like, I don't know. I'm going to have, I want to, me, I really want to have my mom on this podcast. Oh I think God. she'd be hilarious. Oh, she would. She would just not, uh, and you know what movie she'd pick? She'd probably, she'd probably pick Jumanji or like Wizard of oh, Oz. Oh, okay. Because she knows mm-hmm. those movies scare the shit out of me. So we heard from Riley. That was great. Um, another great uh, addition to the what does your mom think? And in this case, what does your Riley think? Thanks, so, Riley. Thank you very much, Riley. For thank If you. you listen to this episode, it would be great to uh, have you on possibly at some point without Emily the Turd Face Ferguson in. <laughs> She's the greatest. No, I'm just joking. Well, so, Emily. You know my answer. I recommended it to the both of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how would you recommend it? I guess we should ask you then. How would I recommend it? So for someone that isn't into anime, like if you're, if you met Corey on, on a, on a block corner and didn't know him. I'm going around to strangers. You want some watches? Yeah. I was just, well, I was going to ask you that. Yeah. It's really awkward. We're both trying to sell watches (laughs) on the corner. This is my corner. So start talking about Redline, Emily. (laughs) Well, like, here's the thing is I don't You don't want watches? I'll tell you about Redline. (laughs) You got time for it? I don't normally, like, recommend movies, like, to absolute strangers. All movies that I like, I recommend them. Like, regardless of whether or not I know the people mm. know anything about anime, mm. love anime. Yeah. Like, it, I just see anime as, like, any other film, I guess. So, like, I, I don't always think of it as, like, oh, this might be super foreign, kind of, literally, mm-hmm. to some people. Um, but, yeah, I'd be like, hey... If you're looking for, I guess, pr- having experienced your guys' Im- impression of it, preface it with like, hey, anime film, really fast paced and extreme, but very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Looking for something different, maybe? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Give it a watch. I mean, it's at the very, very least, it sounds awesome, the music, and it looks very pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, I would never say that it was, like, you know, a groundbreaking, amazing film. Mm-hmm. But I, I was very, very entertained, and I thought it did it did a lot to pay homage to anime mm. as a genre. Again, I guess maybe not everybody would be able to catch that, but... Yeah. 
it still on its own is a very fast, uh, thrilling race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Okay. Corey. Yeah. Would you recommend this film? You know, after talking about it, I think I would. It's weird how you were more well, engaged in this than I, I was. I was. And yeah. honestly, when I when I heard that we were doing another anime, I was like, oh, God, not another one, because I really don't like the style. We watched My Neighbor Totoro, yeah, and you actually like that. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Yes. We'll talk yeah. about that in the episode. Yes. Oh, but, yeah. but Save it, save it. But yeah, like I say, I'd say the beginning, say maybe third, mm-hmm. and the the third third of the film, I really enjoyed. Yeah. The middle kind of lagged for me. Mm-hmm. Didn't really like it. Yeah. And like I said, the, the funky boy stuff and all that military yeah. cop stuff, I mm-hmm. could have done without. Yeah. You know? But I really, really like the character design. Yeah. There are some really cool ideas there uh, that goes along with the art style. Mm-hmm. Um, the music was fun. And the racing stuff was really good. Yeah. So I, it's funny because I've asked a few people I work with who I know who are into anime. I'm mm-hmm. like, have you seen Redline? They're like, no, I've never heard of it. Yeah. So I might recommend it to people who are in, yeah. into anime and saying, like, you know, this is kind of interesting. Look at you making friends. Yeah, I know. Look at me go. <laughs> Look at me go. Breaking down those walls. Um, you like anime? I guess I do, too. <laughs> yeah. I've seen Red Line. Red Line. Red Line. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I would. Cool. Yeah, I'm right? glad. That's good. That, mm-hmm. makes, that makes me happy. Oh, hey, good. Hey, Corey. Hey, Brendan. Yeah. What? Do you want to... Do you want to... Sorry, what? Can you, can you speak up? <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, oh hey. Brendan. Brendan. Yeah, what's up, dude? I'm... A random question, really. Yeah. About this. How random? Um, Brendan. Would you recommend this film? See, I feel like I really need. To, I I feel like I need to either rewatch this film, or just not recommend it. I just didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know if I was in the right mood for it to be honest with you. And mm-hmm. maybe that means I have to watch it again. If comparing it up to other anime films that I've seen with you, Emily, and things that we watched growing up, I think it was. If we can base it on a Hayao Miyazaki scale, put well, it in I mean, movies. It's not fair to compare every single movie I thought it was to be- Hayao Miyazaki. Movie. I thought it was better than Ponyo. <laughs> and I thought it was better than... Yeah, I thought it was better than Ponyo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's not anything like a Miyazaki film. I will yeah. give you that. That's yeah. for sure. It's, it's better than Steam Boy. I don't know if you've seen Steam I never saw that. Steam Boy was not a very good movie. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. I almost bought that I movie. I remember how excited you were. See, I don't know if I can answer that question yet. Maybe I can answer it next week, because yeah. maybe I spent some time watching it maybe again, but mm-hmm. I don't know. As of this point, I don't think I can, and that's mm-hmm. a first for me on The Real Rant. <laughs> so, I'm hey, sorry, Anne. It's a first nope, time for that's everything. that's fine. That's totally I can re- I can recommend most films that you give me, though, so. But. I mean, I'm... Not all films are for everybody. That's totally fair. Well, it's just like, really surprising because this is like the first time where we've... Because you and I grew up watching movies together. That's what we did on weekends. Like, yeah. we'd hang out during the week. Like, you and I watched Big Trouble in the Little China together. Mm. Like, that was our movie growing that's, up. Kurt that's a future Russell. podcast. So, like, when we were kids... Like, I considered picking that. I thought you I were going to... Because I recently watched it. I love it. that movie. I love that movie. I when we were kids, that was our movie. We used to just watch Big Trouble in Little China on sleepover nights. With that comes the uh, end of the podcast. Yeah. So let's wrap it up here. Mm-hmm. Emily. Yo. Thank you so much for being our guest this week. Thank you for yes. having me on. 
Oh. Yeah, um, an official episode mm-hmm. of the podcast, mm-hmm. rather than one that we've like recorded and never going to actually release. <laughs> maybe next, maybe at some point when we get some fan base, we can actually set up like a Patreon. Maybe hey. we can have some like extra episodes we can release <laughs> people. And stuff like you want to hear Emily talk about the witch for forty five minutes? Yeah, then here you yeah. go. It was a great movie. It, <laughs> it was a great movie. Yeah, no, um, good. But uh, Emily, since we have you here, is there yes. anything you want to plug shamelessly? Well, uh, uh, no, I don't have. I don't have. Any Instagram? Or no, I don't even have Instagram. I don't chats. have. I don't have Twitter. I nice. don't have Instagram. Nice. I know my sister has been trying to get me to get Instagram for a really long time. Insta is I'd the, say it's the worst out of like the, really? uh, the social apps. Oh, I love it. Maybe it's not in like... the future I will have some things to plug. You know, yeah, art or something. But right until now... then, there's a outlet over there. If you want to, you can un- yes! unplug that vacuum plug. Perfect. That was a really bad joke. That was terrible. Yeah, um, it's late though. So. Yeah. <laughs> With that comes the end of the podcast. Um, as always, my name is Brendan McGee, and you can follow me on Twitter at Brendan underscore McGee. That is Brendan with a B, R E A N D A N underscore m-c-g-h-e-e thanks mom and dad you can find me on twitter at cory McEwen one because he's uh, a number one i'm number one and you can collectively find us at therealrant.com yes you can mm-hmm. and if you go to the bottom of the page there you can send us an email and it could be nice mean or in between doesn't nice. even matter so mm-hmm. but uh yeah that's the end of the podcast this week thank you again emily it has yes. always been a pleasure we gotta actually hang out more than just having you come over for a podcast because <laughs> yeah. i the last time i saw you like Corey's wall of many faces didn't even have up to three faces I, up yeah, to I that point think, uh, yeah. so that's it for the podcast this week yeah yay but yeah my name is brennan mcgee Corey McEwen. And uh, thanks a lot, guys, for listening. We love your Rantineers. And uh, Corey, 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 what else? Do you want to say anything? No! No!